This is the World in Brief from the Economist. Our top stories. China announced a plan to end mandatory quarantine for inbound travelers beginning on January 8th as part of an official downgrade of its level of response to the COVID-19 pandemic. China's President Xi Jinping earlier said that more targeted, quote, patriotic health campaigns are needed during the latest phase. The country's hospitals are reportedly becoming overwhelmed after the ending of many restrictions. Japan announced that from December 30th, it will require a negative COVID test for all visitors from mainland China due to the rapid spread of the virus there. America's Supreme Court blocked the cancellation of a public health measure that has been used to quickly expel people crossing into the country from Mexico. Nineteen mostly Republican-led states had sued to prevent the policy, known as Title 42, from expiring as planned last week, citing a feared surge of illegal migration. Title 42 will remain in place at least until February. Taiwan announced that compulsory military service will be extended from four months to a year due to the rising threat from China. Conscripts will also undergo more advanced training. President Tsai Ing-wen said that current military plans are insufficient to deter China, which claims the self-governing island as its own territory. The new plan will come into effect in January 2024. Sergei Lavrov, Russia's foreign minister, told Ukraine to submit to the Kremlin's demands or the, quote, issue will be decided by the Russian army. Mr. Lavrov said Ukraine must surrender territory currently occupied by Russian forces. His ultimatum came a day after Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, said he was ready to negotiate peace. Earlier, a Ukrainian drone attacked an airbase deep within Russia, reportedly killing three people. The Kremlin banned the sale of Russian oil and petroleum products to Western countries that have imposed a price cap on them. The long-expected retaliatory measure will last for five months starting on February 1st. It targets G7 countries, the EU and Australia, which all agreed to set a price cap of $60 per barrel to punish Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. More than 30 people died in the Buffalo region of New York State after the area was hit particularly hard by a powerful winter storm that has affected much of America. Thousands of flights have been canceled, notably by Southwest Airlines, which called off 2,500 on Monday and said that only one-third of its scheduled number would take place, quote, for the next several days. Spain announced its third support package of the year for those struggling with high energy and food bills. Worth a total of 10 billion euros, or $10.7 billion, the measures include a one-off payment of 200 euros for about 4.2 million poorer households and further cuts in energy taxes lasting into the first half of next year. Value-added tax on essential foods will also be abolished. And fact of the day, 47,496, the number of nursing vacancies in Britain's NHS currently gripped by strikes. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. 2023 in preview. Will Taiwan be the Ukraine of Asia? This week, we are looking ahead to next year's big stories. Today, what will shape Asia? In 1949, at the end of China's civil war, the defeated nationalist regime was chased to Taiwan by Mao Zedong's communists. 
Since then, every leader of the Communist Party has vowed to unify Taiwan with mainland China, but none as strongly as Xi Jinping, China's current president. Some American generals think that China will invade in the next decade, perhaps within the next few years. In 2022, tensions flared when Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of America's House of Representatives, traveled to the self-governing island. President Joe Biden has promised to come to Taiwan's aid in the event of an attack. In a further effort to deter a Chinese attack, on December 27th, Taiwan announced it will extend its compulsory military service from four months to a year. But the war in Ukraine may affect the calculus on all sides. America hopes the conflict will convince Taiwan to show greater willingness to defend itself. Russia's struggles in Ukraine will give China's leaders pause. If an invasion of Taiwan turned into a similar quagmire, it would have disastrous consequences for the Communist Party. 2023 in Preview Asian housing markets are looking precarious. In the capital cities of South Korea and Taiwan, the average house prices are now 19 times and 16 times local incomes, respectively. Those levels are even higher than the most expensive in the West. But the forces that drove housing booms in East Asia, rock-bottom global interest rates and strong Chinese growth, are rapidly abating. As in America, inflation is rising, along with interest rates. There are other threats, too. Surging energy prices have eliminated the previously healthy current account surpluses in South Korea and Taiwan. Deficits now make those countries more dependent on flows of international capital, which are fickle. Capital flight can cause property prices to plunge. Japan provides a worrying example. In 1989-90, property prices began to slump. That drove frugality by corporations and consumers, which all but halted Japan's economic growth. The similarities that are emerging among Japan's neighbors should be a source of apprehension. 2023 in Preview As China Reached the Peak of Its Powers At the Communist Party's five-yearly Congress in October, Xi Jinping secured a third term as party chief. He also warned the 2,300 delegates in Beijing to be ready to withstand dangerous storms ahead. China is weaker than it might otherwise be, thanks to Mr. Xi. For example, he failed to prepare the public to live with COVID-19 by stockpiling drugs and more widely administering vaccines and booster shots. Yet this month, he ditched most COVID protocols, leading to a wave of sickness that risks overwhelming the health system. The sagging economy and demographic challenges also worry the party. For years, the share of old people has been rising, while the workforce contracts. Some think that all this means China is at the peak of its powers. A slower-growing China will have fewer resources with which to challenge the West. But a weak China could be more dangerous. If it still wants to reshape the world or seize Taiwan... Some observers fear that China will act soon while it can.
2023 in preview. India will become the world's most populous country. In 2023, on or around April 14th, guesses the UN, India will seize China's crown as the world's most populous country. The crown itself has little value, but it is a signal of things that matter. China's population is poised for a steep decline. India's will continue to grow for decades. The growth in India's working-age population should help its economy narrow the gap with China's, which is six times larger. But to get the full benefit of its demographic advantage, India will have to boost the productivity of its youthful people. Less than half of adult Indians are in the workforce, compared with two-thirds in China. Chinese aged 25 and older have on average 1.5 years more schooling than Indians of the same age. China is not about to fade into insignificance, but it will have to contend with India as an emerging superpower on its doorstep. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers, and as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Wednesday. Which rock group is best known for the songs Alive and Kicking and Don't You Forget About Me? Tuesday. Who is currently chief executive of the BlackRock Fund Management Group? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Susan Sontag, who died on this day in 2004. It is not suffering as such that is most deeply feared, but suffering that degrades. That's the world in brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.